0: Hey, hey. What's up? Welcome to uh re-recording for Luck and Hustle. Um, I'm with Dave Jones, broker owner at Windermere Bode. Uh, thanks for being here, man. Thanks for doing this again.
1: Hey, man, it's my pleasure. It's appreciate just ha- appreciate y'all just having me on, man. For uh, well, shout out to Weston Maine, first of all, but also just asking me. I'm honored to be uh, to have the space. You know, usually it's just us. Randomly talking about nonsense and just but uh, no, I appreciate you having me on, man.
0: Totally. and so I mean, sometimes we forget to record, sometimes we should have recorded, um, our right. talk. but uh, I'm so happy to flip the script. Uh, Dave's called me a few times the last couple months and asked me to talk about some technology stuff. Um, and I'm just happy to have him on and ask him about his process, how he's thinking about marketing and technology and, and uh, the name of the session is What's in Your Stack and we'll, we'll kind of get to that. But I thought a cool way um, to kick this off is just take two minutes and show you something that Dave created and, and this will be a good context and backdrop uh, for where we're going to go with this talk. So uh, just check this out, turn your volume up and uh, we'll be back in two minutes. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot going on in the office right now. I'm trying to raise a glass up Cause I made it up and not the I'm missing all my day was Ain't been me where I came from I'm about to make a big I can show it on a mummy dad. Hard work find is gonna pay me back. A goal and a dream is the same thing. I do this every day. Washington's stay, stay home, stay, stay healthy. I do not really care what the others do. I'm looking in the mirror for my own
1: truth. I want my
0: continues to grow over the shooting death of Ahmad arbery his family says he was shot and killed while jogging in a glenn county neighborhood two and a half months ago. Quick, i just want to ask you just the importance of speaking to the people out here today what are they telling you and why are you here well, because people want to be heard. I'm a police chief, and uh, the good, the bad, and that so we talk
1: about in our office and everywhere for, I mean, for me, it's been decades. Conversations like this over Zoom is not easy, and it's something that we feel is really important, so... Feel me, feel me, see me, work, feel me. So long make you wonder when I feel up I'm gonna win it like I'm Thriller in Manila Man it's too slow, I gotta go, leave me alone Woo. Damn it you know, I'm on the road, give me the gold Woo. All my moves you try to do, you copy in my blueprint But follow through is losing you and I could give like two cents You can't get it like I got it huh? I'm burning hotter
0: Uh, hey, I got you muted. Uh, I gotta say that, uh, um, that just gets me every time I've watched that a few times. Um, Dave just does this incredible work showcasing what everybody's doing, what it's like, um, in his office, what the business cares about. And you made that whole video yourself, right?
1: Yeah, did you I did, man? man. Shot, shot and edited it. And every year, so every year we, It was and it kind of happened randomly the first year we uh, did a year in review video. And so because I would do I shot a vlog called Inside a Boat. And so at the end of the year, I was like, what should I do? And then I was like, well, I'm just going to do a mashup. And I just did a mashup of all the all the things. And then uh, we did one for 2018, did one for 2019. And then 2020 was a challenge because I, I, I obviously wasn't around the people as much and so I didn't have as much material to work with, but, um, that's what came of it. And, uh, and then I was just like, how am I going to tell the story of 2020? There's so much that went on. Um, and how do I provide the context, but also, uh, you know, let people know that we did do a lot of business and we had our best year as a company, you know? And so there, it was just a, it was one of those ones that was fun and shout out to fantasy fantasy's on both the tracks that I use for that. That's a friend of mine. He's now in LA, he's going to do big things and he's just got a great sound and I mean, just everything he was talking about in that song was literally like what I was feeling, you know? And so, um, yeah, man, it's just it just came together so nice. I, that's like one of my favorite pieces of work I've done in, in recent memory. So I,
0: I think it's incredible and and shows, you know, kind of how we want to kick off this session. It's called What's in Your Stack. And I think one of the things I instantly think of when I think of Dave is him producing these videos and coming up with cool marketing interactions and exploring um, new ways to tell the story of Windermere Abode. And it's just such a such a perfect piece and, and shows how much these companies do and, and how they can tell their story a certain way. Um, I'm kind of curious, um, do you feel like these um, marketing tools for video editing and for publishing content, is that, you know, when we talk about stack, uh, and we had this question when we had our session: is like, what is mm-hmm. your stack? And stack is, you know, your group of tools that you use um, in the course of your business. Do you feel like these video editing tools and publishing platforms? Do you look at them as core pieces of of your brokerage technology stack?
1: A- absolutely. Uh, you know, we. Yeah, I use Final Cut Pro uh, 10 for my video editing. I like them all. DaVinci Resolve is a great one. It's free. It, it goes on both platforms. Uh, you know, a lot of people use Adobe Premiere. There's people out there that are like, "Oh, I don't like." And I'm like, man, that it, it all video. It all edits video. I mean, even your phone edits video. Um, there's an app called Luma Fusion Pro on uh, the on iOS. I don't know if it's on Android, but like that acts like a real editor on your phone. Like it has like as an editor, usually I get something and I'm like, ah, oh, it doesn't edit, like really edit, but this LumaFusion really edits like a true editor. And I'm just like, man, we just have so many great tools. And I think for any business, it's, it's vital that you have some type of uh, storytelling. It doesn't have to be video, but just some type of way to tell the story of like what it's like to be at your place. you know. And I think it's a huge advantage for any business. Like the reason why i started inside a boat i was just i was watching actually complex magazine uh complex has a station they have all these different shows um and but it's a magazine and i'm like so they it, just watching how they pivoted uh from a magazine you know to a ver uh, like a, a hub of content uh hot ones is a show uh sean that dude is funny he eats like spicy hot wings with celebrities and with uh, you know it's just like they have all these different things and one of them was a vlog uh tony mui that he would do uh, and he would just be walking around the office like doing doing stuff interviewing people like talking like and and just creating content and i was like this is cool because i know what it's like at complex magazine now and i was like imagine if that was for google or nike or whatever i'd watch it like and so then i was like well why don't we just create one for abode and then I just yeah that's that's how it all came about and um, now I was doing it before I caught Soft complex but then complex kind of just made me think like okay I need to I need to continue this thing like people are actually watching this and it's not about how many views I get it's about us being able to tell the story like so if you wanted to go back and watch how Windermere Abode has grown and what it looks like you can go watch it you literally can go binge watch forty episodes of Inside Abode and from the day we opened like to now it's crazy. So I don't know. It's really dope.
0: Yeah, I think that's, that's, what's cool. And it, it brought a question to my mind while you were thinking was, um, as you create, and I do want to talk about the specific tools, but kind of keeping a high level for a minute as you think about creating this stuff, I mean, how do those circumstances show themselves? I mean, do you just go, Hey, I'm gonna, today in the office, I'm going to really start asking questions and put people on the spot. Is that really the natural flow and, and what it's like every day?
1: It's kind of funny because it, it really, there is no rhyme or reason, man. It's just, I just always have my camera on me. Last night I was mad because I have my own vlog. Last night I was mad I didn't have my camera upstairs because of the conversation we were having at our dinner table for the next vlog. Like, because I felt like it was necessary. And it, a lot of it's just knowing. Um, that's why it's, you know, we'll talk about scaling later, but like scaling something like this that I've started is a challenge because it came from me. It came, uh, and, and as the owner, I like have the most, you know, like idea of what I want it to be. So I don't have to go through an editor and say, "Oh, I didn't like that" or whatever. It's like, nah, this is this is just. It's so ingrained in who we are and what we do that it's a it's a really truly a added benefit that doesn't really exist for many companies in America. I would imagine, like where the owner actually is holding. The camera and telling the story, you know, like I I haven't seen that, um, so yeah, it, it's it's fascinating. Um, and making editing choices and stuff like that. So yeah, when people come in, I just always have my camera. And sometimes I might hear a conversation that's going on out there that's funny, and I'm just like literally coming around the corner with my camera, and they're talking, and then you'll see the reactions. You can see when it's happening. Oh my goodness, what is going on with my light? Um, you can see the reactions. But, uh, you know, just those are real, you know, those are actual real reactions uh, from people that are surprised and they don't see me coming.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think that's cool. And I think it shows a lot of um, insight and vision on your part where, you know, sometimes it's hard for real estate companies or the agents to tell the story of what they're doing. But I I love um, how you're just ready for the moment and you know that there's stuff there. I mean, these are people who are working for you who have cool outlooks and and things going on in their lives and things they're interested in. And it seems like being ready and just knowing that those people are special and that you have an opportunity to highlight them is just something kind of built into you a little bit. Well also like, yeah, knowing your, people, like, cause the whole,
1: the whole point and the whole goal is to like get our people out there. Like how as a brokerage can we like create, um, or take away barriers to video for our people, you know, how can we put them out there and you know in a natural way where they don't have to do anything? Like you literally are just coming to work and you and then there's video that gets made from that in some way, shape or form. And the, as an editor, I want to i want obviously want them to be in their best light. like I'm not gonna like try to make them embarrassed or anything like I'm very attuned to that, um, and I'm very aware. so, I, I always want to show them in their best light, but also their most human light. And so that's a thing that's and I can do that because I know them. like I'm not a videographer coming in from the outside and doesn't know who the quirks of this person or I or even I know if this person's going through a deal or a tough time or not. So I'm not going to bring the camera like read the room. You know what I mean? And so there's there's a lot of nuances to uh, how it how it came out to be and um it's it's very special like it's very special like i look back at some of the videos from the early uh times when we were just opening and i'm just going i'm just going oh it's never going to be like that again you know like and i'm glad that we got that on on video because it never will there's only like seven people and we were really really truly tight-knit group and we still are um however as you grow you know that that's that was just a time a, a moment in time and so we were able to capture that and it's now the culture it, it helps build the culture of the company and maintain the culture of the company
0: mm-hmm. that makes a lot of sense to me um i i think some people might be curious since you are self-producing some of this stuff, what's kind of your mix of tools when you're thinking about images and video? Um, and, you, and you mentioned, right, like videos, these moving images kind of theme, but I know you, you talked about some tools in your stack, and what are, what's um, some of those in this marketing kind of video images audio stack. And can you kind of give an idea of like which things maybe the average listener could jump right in and use? And what are some of the advanced tools that that you're kind of specializing in, too?
1: Yeah, man. Uh, man, I'm going to bring so much value here, bro. So much value. I'm, I'm messing with uh um, nah, There's so there's it definitely is a lot of You know, there's a lot of tools and a lot of options that you have out there. If you if you want to get started on your video journey, Um, I think the best tool that people have is their phone, to be honest with you. Uh, You know, the phones now shoot such great video like I'm shooting a vlog right now. And sometimes I'll just have my cell phone on me and that's good enough. And I'll just use my cell phone like on my last vlog. I did. People don't even know probably the shots that are all out in the snow. when I was out walking and I took a lot of shots. Those are all with my phone and people probably won't even know. Um, so your phone is probably your best option in my opinion. And now that you have social media tools like TikTok or, um, uh, you know, Instagram where you can shoot video and edit kind of within the software is good. Um, another piece of software, like I mentioned before, final cut pro is something I use, but as a broker, you know, you brokers are out there doing all kinds of different stuff. And so. I like tools that you can that are easy, quick, and on your phone. Uh, one Shot is something I know a lot of people use. Uh, Luma Fusion Pro is another one that I like to use. But honestly, iMovie, like iMovie on your phone, is a great app. It's still tried and true. Um, I, I just think that there's there's a lot of them out there. It just depends on what your what your what you want to do, what you're looking to accomplish, and also what your skill level is. But there's something for everyone at every skill level.
0: Hmm. And then how do you think about, because you did kind of mention that it's you, you're the one doing this now, your business has been growing year over year, you're getting bigger and including more people in your staff. So how do you think about moving from Dave being the one who's in charge of all this stuff, mixing it up, producing it to like, how can you make that? Not just you, is that even possible? It's possible. It's just very, it's really hard. I like it.
1: I, man, like for real, it's almost like how it's 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 scaling. It's just like any other like you probably have agents who are doing tons of business and their hand and their fingerprints are all over everything. And it's really hard to give that up and trust somebody enough to like sh- do it the way that you would do it. Um, However, it's a necessary jump that everybody needs to make. And it's really, really hard because you have to find something for someone that fits um, both aesthetically, uh, personally, values wise. Like there's so many different things. So like to answer your question, I mean, no, like I can't I, I can't keep doing it the way that I've been doing it. Um, especially as I get start getting pulled in different directions, and and as an owner, and as we grow, and there's just different things. So when we first started, it was like we were guerrilla marketing, like that was it was just all us, and we had I had a I still have a chip on my shoulder. I always will have a chip on my shoulder, but like you know, we were like, yo, we're the little guy, we're the little scrappy guy, and we were just yeah, we're to do video, we're doing everything guerrilla marketing wise, and then uh, we have a also have a marketing specialist as well who does who takes care of our social media. And so we really had this like uh, situation where there were, what, four of us as we began and we all kind of overlapped in our skills and our roles because we were so small. But we we had the vision. The vision was we want to create this experience for our agents and we want to make sure that we're putting them out there. But also we want to be really, really damn good at selling real estate like that's number one, you know, like we have to be good. Like I, we can be as flashy and markety as we want, but you still need to know contracts. You still need to know forms and you still need to be, have great, excellent customer service. You still got to like, there's all these soft skills too. So like, that's other stuff that I do. Like, um, you know, we talk about soft skills all the time, book studies on communication, book studies, like that's all stuff that I went to school for. So um, there's so many elements that that we touch on, um, but the marketing is definitely key and that's that's what people see first. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so we focused there.
0: Mm hmm. So maybe that's a good point to to be able to move to the other part of the stack or, of running a brokerage and all the other stuff that you touch outside of marketing and, and producing and publishing. Um, I'm always curious to see how people think about their core tools how you feel like real estate industry software feels Um, you're the one providing training support and and making sure agents know how to use this stuff. What's some of the stuff um, that you think about that you you support and use a lot? And how do you feel just in general about the state of of the quality of that stuff?
1: Well, like in our, in our area, um, so we can break it down into two different. So we have the marketing side of things Uh, you know, we have Canva and we have, I use Lightroom for uh, photos. For me personally, I know my our marketing specialist does as well. She also has leveled up in her photography game, and um, and so in podcasting. We use that. So that's all on the marketing side. So when we talk about the logistics side of things, like yeah, we we um, our agents use Authenticine quite a bit and um, uh, transaction desk. So those are the two like actual softwares that they use to do the do the business. And uh we are our MLS uses um or actually no we also use Dropbox. Um and that's one of our our key you know pieces of software that we use often. So that's something that they use. Uh you know and these are all things that other people use. But the ones that maybe that are kind of brokerage specific to what we do is uh we use Trello uh because we have uh people working remotely so then we had to figure out okay well how do I know and how do we stay on the same page with a checklist um, while, but also being able to you know articulate that and share it, but also be able to, that I know what's going on, because we have this remote person. Or if someone asks me a question, I have somewhere I can just look and see like, OK, we need this, 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 and this, right? So Trello was our answer to that. Um, and so we use Trello. And thanks to you, I mean, we talk all the time about these so- softwares. Um, we use Trello and then we use Slack as well. So we're a small group, so we don't use Slack exclusively like other groups may, but I, and I know that as we grow, uh, Slack is going to be a very a very big part of, of what we do because I cannot stand email. I don't want one more email for our agents. Uh, they already have enough emails coming back and forth about multiple you know, deals and stuff going on. So we try to eliminate um, email. And I say that we don't use Slack a lot, but... We have the free version of it. And so like after a year, it like doesn't archive stuff and I'm sitting there like, man, we've had 10,000, you know, 10,000 plus slack messages. Like when I look at the numbers and people go like, ah, and I'm like, okay, so would you like those 10,000 messages to be in your email? You think, do you need 10,000 more emails over the, over the year? Like I, I would imagine most people would say no. Right. So Mm-hmm. Um, it does do its do its job we also use paperless pipeline uh for our transaction management on the brokerage side so uh we you know those are just some of the things that logistically that we use um to just do the business and right. some more specific to us and some of them other people are using whatever
0: but I, I actually think that's unique honestly in our our industry using stuff like um i gotta say something about the emails it's funny i got an email uh this week from our um licensing body in colorado uh uh-huh. that was an email saying that we gonna stop emailing people so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah good for them man <laughs> it was just funny it came in an email but um I, I actually think using some of these modern tools like trello and slack are honestly attracting some agents who want to use modern tools and want to use some cool stuff because I find it hard to, you know, here we have a lot of people use the same forms thing. They use a lot of the same transaction management things. To me, that's not really going on my pitch deck about why you should work with us. But when people hear that we have an active Slack community and we're using some of these cool third party tools, they actually find it kind of yeah. interesting. So I'm curious how your agents uh, perceive some of these things that you're introducing that, that aren't traditionally used in a brokerage. I mean,
1: I- for them, it's kind of the norm now, I think uh, to be honest, we're, we still use a group text thread like we're small we, we have 26 people or you know 26 agents. so we still use it we were just having a conversation yesterday. Uh, Ann and I were, were about um, this broker co-op situation uh, that we heard about when, and I sat in on a meeting and you know kind of noodling over what that looks like um, and the person you know the, the brokers that was using it, they used email. And uh, and the the point was okay. We want to use something that everyone already uses. We don't want to teach them something new because they had like six offices or something like that. Like there's a lot of people, right? So me and Anne were talking, and it was just like, I mean, is this something like right now? We're at the point where we don't need we don't need something like that just yet, like because we we text is fine. We don't want to add more layers into what we're already using because we, for where I'm at, for where I see it, we don't use the tools right now as much as we can. Um, Moxie's another one, our CRM uh, through Windermere, MoxieWorks. I think it's a great tool. They've done a lot of uh, updating and put some money into it and really have started to refine the tool. And, uh, you know, and I'm just sitting there going, man, we're not even using that to its fullest capability. So, I'm really trying to look at how we can use the tools that we have now that we've integrated them uh, with Slack and Trello and made it like, you know, a thing. I think that they they enjoy it. I mean, I think that they like the fact that we are always looking at new technology, always looking at new marketing strategies, always looking. I'm an early adopter type anyway. So, like, I'm going to be the first. I'm going to be the guy who might lose a few dollars. Um, on NFTs because I'm interested in the process. I'm interested in understanding it, and in order to really truly understand it, you have to kind of get your hands in it. And so um, that's that's just me in general. I'm an early adopter. I like to call stuff early. Like I'm that guy, you know. Like I'm the guy who's like, oh, I'm high on this person, and then in five years I get to be like, yeah, remember when I said to that? announce that <laughs> on Twitter? <laughs> and I'm wrong a lot too, but I just definitely am an early adopter type.
0: I think that that's an incredible quality for a brokerage leader to have and something that the agents hopefully emulate. Um, one thing I was thinking about too, with all of your content production, I know in the beginning you already had like an incredible vision for how you wanted to present the company and present the agents, but it's hard at first cause you haven't actually created the assets to fill something up. But I think the Windermere abode is another amazing, part of the marketing stack that you have can you talk a little bit about the process of like filling that with content and how how you just view what its job is out in the world
1: yeah that's crazy that you bring that up man because the website was something that we had spent so much time i mean even even when it comes down to the logo i mean we still get called adobe you know what i mean and i knew sitting on that couch when we were looking at the logos like all right, we, we can't make it look too much like Adobe products because everyone's going to call us Adobe. That was a conversation that we had. And then when, it, when we came up with the A, and then we were like, all right, what's the website going to look like? Well, we want it to be like a magazine. We want it to have a different vibe. You know, like our, our inspiration is more from the fashion world almost. And so I was like, all right, how do we create that? And so then we started. But then from a content perspective, I was just going, well, how do we keep people there? Well, they got to have content. And the goal of the site initially was the fact that we wanted to put our people first like we wanted like ann was like i want our people to be front and center i want you to be able to go to the site that's the difference it's like when you go to some of these other sites you don't see anybody like you don't you have to go find them right and we're like no we're gonna put them right here you don't even have to look for them here they all are and that's how the site really even still is to this day and we probably in my mind like we need a site we need a front page overhaul our hero site space needs to change or whatever but like it is what it is right now um but overall the goal was for there to be content so much content that you can get lost in the site and lost in reading about different people or lost about like so when you go to someone's site it says like oh they're also here you know and there's all these different videos and podcasts and things that you can see that you can learn more about that agent Um, or if you wanted to learn about our brokerage, like you can go there and see what we're about. Like you can watch the video, you can watch the vlog, you can binge, watch the vlog. You can binge, listen to our podcast. You can go read our blog posts. You can look at all the houses we sell and how we market them. Like you can. And so now three years later, we're finally there. It's been a grind, but I feel like right now we're finally at the place that we envisioned for the website. Um, but it it took us a long time to get there. And it took all this different content creation stuff to get there. And um, and that's been <laughs> I'm tired to be honest with you. <laughs> it's been a lot of content. Sometimes I don't even look back. I just be like, yo, I can't believe all the content that we've created over the last three years. Like, I, I, sometimes I sit back and just go, wow, we really did all that. Like, but at the time of when you're doing it, you just do it because I'm so interested in our people. I'm so driven by. Um, just trying to get our people out there and trying to help our people build sustainable businesses for the rest of their lives like that's what it's that's literally what the, that's this is all about like um, and so that yeah that's what drives the website and so now hopefully you can go to our website and we're out there man
0: mm-hmm. we're out there yeah I, I think you all did a tremendous job and it's been fun to watch because I, I do think you had the idea for it. I think it's a great lesson for people when they see something like what you've done and then hearing how that eventually became real is that, that's a journey. I mean, you can have, everyone always has great ideas about how they wanna um, communicate or, or market their services. Um, yeah. but sounds like that was a three year, process to actually fill it in and make it cool and I I go in there all the time because i first of all i just try to see what you're doing because i do think it's a very unique and, and cool site experience so i'm always every once in a while i can see like something that you did differently um yeah. and it's a it's a great resource for a distribution mechanism for all of the other content that you're doing on instagram and the vlogs and everything else so it's it's a nice home base it, if you're interested in windermere boat i just go there and kind of- <laughs> <laughs> you can see what we're up to i i you brought
1: up a great point about like because I think it's important. I was talking to one of our agents about this the other day. He wanted to do some uh, series or something like that. And I was like, all right, cool. Or you want, I forget like, what it was, but well, I know what it was. I just, not going to go into detail, but like, I was, what we were saying is like have a website where you control the narrative. That's why email marketing is still a thing. Um, having your stuff on YouTube is still in the catalog. There is still important. Having your own website is still important because like Instagram can change its algorithm tomorrow and all your hell, if they wanted to like take all your content off, they could be like, yo, we good with your content. We don't even need this anymore. Or, Hey, you know what? We're about to take away likes and views. Like, so at least with your own website, you can, you can still control that hub of what that content looks like and how it presents. And that's what, that's, that's why, that was one of the reasons why I want to do that. And I, and for brokers out there listening, like that's, that's kind of a key too, you know, like have your own website. I, I try to push our You have your own website, have your own Google My Business, have your own places where you control what what what's going out and what's coming in. Like um, the social media stuff is very important. Absolutely. But like also you need those places where you can control the content and the mm-hmm. present and the presentation of it.
0: Yeah, I think that's going to be a good thing to uh, watch as we move forward, too, because. Uh, I just think about the nuances of like what's yours and what someone else's. I think it's so yeah. important. You know, um, I think you and I are similar in the respect that I love to test the new stuff and I'll use yeah. them as distribution arms. Less than like I'm not going to bet my whole business on Medium or Substack or Anchor, but right. when they have so much um, cultural influence or so so many creators using the platform. It, to me, it feels very important to be a part of that. And that helps with reach and that helps get you seen. At the same right. time, I continuously download all my videos, all my podcasts, all mm-hmm. that stuff. I've got it somewhere. Yeah. So I think that's going to come up a lot. We saw a lot of these things come up just this week um, with Medium and Substack and things like that. So I think brokers, you know, last decade, that's all about listings. But this is, uh, I think, a core broker owner kind of, um, you know, wavelength is just. Um, distribution versus ownership of of all the stuff we're putting out there. So I just love that, um, website as a place where all that stuff lives and some of it can change in the future, but it's always nice to know, you know, I can go right there for that. Yeah,
1: no, it's totally, it's, it's the, one of the most important pieces of our tech stack, which is probably not the most techie thing that people would think of is the website. But it's just like, no, that, that really is like the Windermere abode world. Um, and it's honestly not even where I want it to be. Um, it's where I want to be right now, but in my head, I have like this whole other like world Mm -hmm. that I, I'm not going to like give all the candy, but like, yeah, it's definitely more interactive. I'll put it that way.
0: But that's And look, that means a lot, I think in the real estate space, because sometimes, you know, when we're talking about tech stack, which is the theme was the theme of this talk, um, some of the stuff we use, it, it doesn't look different uh, a decade later. So right. when I hear people say things like the things you say, that keeps me excited and want and want to continue to be connected with you because um, let's just first say all everything you do is is top tier. Everything whether you you know are, are willing to recognize that on this talk,
1: I, but- I have. I have no idea, bro. Like, um, (laughs) I'm just doing, like, I don't even look at, like, especially in the pandemic world, like, that's what I'm, like, I have. we haven't been outside yet, you know, and by outside, I mean, like, by outside, I mean, like, out in the world, like, moving and, like, you know, shaking hands, kissing babies, going to conferences, traveling, all that kind of stuff. We ain't been outside yet after all of last year and all of the changes in our business and all of the evolutions in society and all the things that have happened. So like, I still am in my own little bubble of my house, going to the Y and going to the office and working out. Like, I don't know what everyone else is doing. I don't know what we're doing is so special. I just know, um, you know, we're just trying to do what we do in our, in the context that we live in, which is Tacoma, Washington. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of stuff going on here and there's a lot of influential things happening. And so we want to be in a part of that also, as well as, um, you know, providing great service for for people that are transitioning in or out of Tacoma or around Pierce County. So that's, that's just where our focus lies, man. And, and just trying to be just trying to honestly, man, it's just trying to do me like I, I am never I, like, uh, the, my, my job or my work doesn't ever define me. Like I've always been that way. I've always, I'm a music and hoop head. Like that's where all my influences come from. Like all of my influences and the videos and stuff I do are like, don't come from real estate. It comes from me over here. Like I'm in the entertainment world too, like a little bit. And that's where I kind of get all my juice and my energy and my, you know, that's just me. And so I don't know, man, it's just, I, Everyone's driven by different things and everyone's fascinated by different things. And one of my drivers is people for first and foremost. I love I I love people. Um, I hate racism, like with a passion. Uh, and I just, you know, and so th- those are two things that I just dive into. And I love tech and I love hoop and I love music.
0: Mm-hmm. And it, it comes out in everything you do. Um, this is, now I've got a few ways uh, to go here. <laughs> <laughs> I just threw a lot out there. That was a lot in like mm-hmm. most of
1: time. Well
0: I, I did just want to say I mean if that's what you're doing in the pandemic, I can't wait to see what happens next I think there's a lot of conversations out in the creative world about you know people are like when when's that moment gonna hit when I'm unblocked? I think a lot of people who produce and, and make content um, or rely on their um, creative instincts, you know <laughs> through these times, um, have so many reasons why that stuff is not able to come out. Um, so I, I'm excited to see where that shifts as as we change some things in society, such as you know where we're at in the pandemic. Um, but we have all these other issues too um, that are preventing people from being able to communicate and express themselves right. and and feel safe and feel comfortable. And I appreciate that so much um, from your point of view as a broker owner. Mm-hmm kind of connecting for everybody in real estate that these issues that affect our agents and that affect the community is also part of the work and one of the ways that you're able to connect that with everybody is through your unique lens and how you broadcast and do video and images and yeah. get out there
1: yeah it's dope well even just like look like this man i feel like i'm on like first take or like one of these shows that like it feels it feels dope it's crazy that like even when we were just talking about growing the business after three years, it seems surreal, you know what I mean? Like, and then here we are talking and you have this platform that's hella dope and it looks like I'm on a damn TV show, you know what I mean? And so I just like what has happened in the, the, the strides that we've made from a tech standpoint and how we communicate. And I think we're moving into the next phase of what that looks like. So like when me and you were getting ready to do a podcast on IG Live, and I was like, well, let's go to Clubhouse, right? And so then we ended up going to Clubhouse and that was way more interactive and way more fruitful and way more. And, and it just never really occurred to me except for in that moment where we were texting, you know? And, and so we have the tools available to us. It's just how do we get more interaction? And, and so that's why I see YouTube is the library, but to me, Twitch or a platform similar to that is like the new whatever, because you have the, uh, and that's why you see the YouTube live and YouTube doing, making all these changes because Twitch is right, that Twitch is huge. Like not to me, but for the video game world, like people and you can subscribe and like pay someone five bucks a month for their content. And they're sitting in front of a camera like me and you. And I just see that there's, there's new things on the horizon that are coming and that it's all about interaction. Um, and not just having that one way content where just someone passively watches. It's like, no, you, I want to be part of like, whatever it is. I want to talk to that person. I want to have that premiere and watch it with them as they're, as they're rolling it out and talk to them and then maybe get on a call, like right after it happens or whatever. Maybe there's a live, uh, closing of, of, you know well oh join us live for the closing of this house over here if you wanted to see what that looks like i got so many ideas man and just that all comes from literally driving around the city listening to music <laughs> like that's my secret you want to know the secret sauce give me a car give me give me a, a car i don't care as long as it has speakers and i'm good like and just let
0: me drive around and listen to music mm-hmm um You know, I, I also think like, because that's the way everything's working, because we're able to broadcast, because we can put a unique view into these businesses that we have, it's giving people the opportunity to, to also say where they stand. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, I just think it's so important in the real estate brokerage space. You know, if you go to a paper only kind of, you know, one way world of communications and marketing, you may not find the conversations about, what real estate brokers and agents are doing in the community or how things that are happening are affecting them and this is just given everybody the chance now that they're on stage to also address those things and i think that's been one of the most impactful parts of all of this is beyond just showing you what i've done and consuming something little We get to connect and and do these deeper stories. And I think that's starting to change a lot of conversations. So I've appreciated that so much, too.
1: No, absolutely. That's that's something I think. And I I was just talking with a Winnermere owner this 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 morning about, um, you know, like we are in the 20s right and we just had legislation that was voter suppression legislation that just passed like literally written in law last night And i'm just going are we in the 1821 like it's illegal to give someone water that's waiting to vote like so your stance is gonna be i don't want i'm not trying to win your vote i'm just gonna use my power to oppress you and marginalize your vote like your job is to earn my vote you know what i mean and i was just like well i No different than a a real estate company or as a business owner, I'm sitting there going, I'm not going to choose that route. If anything, I'm choosing the route where I'm trying to help people like and empower people. And so I don't understand how that's a um, controversial thing to take a stand as a company or as individuals who are running a company. I'll be honest, too. I don't think that we've done a great job from our brokerage level on articulating what that looks like for us. Now it is a fabric of just what we do though. Like, so it's weird. Like we don't have to necessarily throw it out there because it's just kind of the lens of which we operate. So it, I, we, we go back and forth about that and we're still working on that as a business and what that looks like in the mission and, and being intentional with our words so that people really, really, truly know. But like if you follow me or you follow Ann or you follow, you know, our people, or you follow the company, like you see what we're doing with action, not necessarily written as a mission statement, you know, like, so, um, but I don't see where, you know, wanting to help people of all backgrounds and ethnicities and socioeconomic backgrounds, such a controversial stance. And the fact that we've gotten to the point where that's a controversial thing or it's political, it's not political, it's humanity. It's helping thy neighbor. Isn't that what, we all want to do is we all want to be the best version of ourselves and help people like move and and um and just build wealth for their families and for their next generations you know like that's that's the american dream isn't it i mean i thought it was but apparently to some people it's not so i'm gonna fight that till i die
0: (laughs) yeah i think um you know for people who've been in this business a long time to maybe not have that point of view needs to be a a place of reflection, and needs to be a place of action because it is the core part of this business and and one Mm -hmm. of the outcomes that we fulfill, or at least what people say, is that um, we're trying to help people build wealth and we're trying to improve communities. And if you look backwards, there's so many intentional ways that that hasn't been a reality for everybody Mm -hmm. in this country. And so, yeah, I I think life is political and business is political. You know, so I think it's important to have a stand and I get confused if that's not the stand for for real estate companies or or at least at brokerage and and leadership levels is if you have this wonderful asset that you're trying to share with people. Well, we've got to deconstruct all of the reasons why that hasn't actually been a fact. Yeah, yeah. And it hasn't. It's very clear.
1: Yeah, and just reconcile and, and move forward. You know, it doesn't have to be a pointing fingers blame game at this point. We just know that we know the we know what happened. We know the policies. We know all of these things. And it doesn't have to be a denial. It's like, but that is the first step. I've been through AA before, full disclosure. And that is the first step of AA, which is like, you got you to gotta just accept the fact. You got to accept it. And, and then, you know, get over the denial part. And just accept bring it all in and be like okay i i accept this you know for what it is okay so now what's next you know then you go to the second step like you can't go to the second step though until you've gotten to that first step and it seems like half of us have done that and half of us haven't and so going back to the tech stack conversation why this all ties in the thread so some of them might be watching this or listening like what does this have to do with the tech stack it's like well it has everything to do with the tech stack because now we have the technology i think the cell phone has been the the biggest, uh, the 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 most, man, the biggest evolution in the civil rights movement in history, um, because we have all this stuff on tape. Technology is the biggest evolution in history, because now we are listening to all of these dispatch calls and all these things where people are literally telling on themselves about their bigotry or whatever. Same thing goes for real estate. Now we have all of these tools. To address the, um, you know, the the discriminatory practices and the gatekeeping that we've done in real estate, we have all these tools and all this data now, and we have these ways to tell the story and to educate. Um, That is part of the tech stack of a company, and whether you're utilizing them or not is all dependent upon the leadership in the company and where they're at in their journey. And everyone's at a different place in their journey, and that's okay. Like I'm good. I just want people to at least be utilizing the tools that we have and the information that we have now to make sure that we're doing that work on top of being really good at selling real estate like that that's that's it
0: Mm -hmm. when we talked uh last time we got into this for a minute and we're doing we're doing all right on time we're going over so hopefully everybody uh is cool with that because we're (laughs) recording
1: you have my permission if you're watching right now you can leave and you don't have to watch but But you know what push pause and then just keep it, keep it
0: moving at some other time. If you ran out of time. Mm-hmm. We, we talked about this last time a little bit. Um, I would say, you know, I pay attention a lot to um, the technology providers movement in the space. Let's say the last two years, there's these huge acquisitions. People are getting paid hundreds of millions of dollars and mm-hmm. um, something since that's my, Spot where I like to live, what I know about, you know, that that I really specialize in. I, I look at who's getting paid, and I think we need to change that. So um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm really trying to think about that in respect of like, who do we engage as vendors? Do they, um, who's, who is on the cap table of these companies? What do they stand for out in the community? And is that aligned with what we're doing? And then also, if I have an opportunity to um, influence who's getting looked at or or who's gonna be um, part of this stuff, it's, it's, you know, changing the seats at the table. And I Mm -hmm. think that's gotta happen a lot for Uh, this very narrow thing which is real estate technology and who's making that who's profiting from that and not only that but like the design right because one of the things um, about systemic things is these are long designed um, intentional decisions or subconscious decisions that are made and until we change who's making these things and who's benefiting um, from them, we may not see some change and and that can get as deep as like, you know, I know you brought up uh, in your post this summer um, talking about uh, the demographics of who served and should the MLS be custodians um, and publishers of this type of information so we can make changes. I think about who gets to make decisions on new products, right? Like we have Mm iBuyers and all these alternative financing models, but when I look at who started these companies and who's on the cap table? It's still the same people, right, um, right, and so right. that's where I, you know, bring that. In my view, as I'm helping people consider vendors and think about the tech they use. I think something very important and um, intentional has to change with, um, you know, who's making this stuff and whose designs and ideas and needs are being represented in the tools. Yeah, you're
1: absolutely correct, and and it's interesting in different spaces uh it's a different need right like so in different spaces it might be a need for uh more women uh at the table and i know that's this case in tech you know in stem you know there's a big need for women and women of color is like a huge need and and i and so it begs the question of like what's the loss you know um just because there's a seat at the table doesn't mean it takes somebody else's seat and if that's what you're afraid of then i say don't get bitter get better Like, you know what I mean? Like I come from a competitive background, so like I've had my starting spot taken, you know what I mean? And then what I did, oh man, I'm coming to practice every day and I'm just getting better. Like I'm trying to read more, I'm trying to learn more, I'm trying to show my best stuff, like, right? And I'm still trying to grow, you know? So that's that's how I feel like, yeah. And someone might be better than me at something. It's like, all right, cool. Well, I don't care who it is. It might be a woman, it might be a, a dude, it might be whatever, great. Tip my cap and yeah, my I bitter. I might be feeling a little salty, but the only person I should be salty at is myself because I'm not. I'm not making myself better. The only person I'm in competition with is me. You know what I mean? And so um, that's how. That's just my mentality moving moving in this world. And um, mm-hmm. I was going to bring up the yeah. So the the whole women thing and people at the table though is important because like I am an educator. Like I had 15 years in education prior to coming to real estate. Um, However, again, like I said, my influence has always been hip hop and always been uh, music and basketball and just being in those worlds. And it still is to this day. Like I still am like, can't get away from that. That's just who I am. And so when I come into the real estate space and people are like, man, that's so different. And so all these things, I'm like, that's just me. Like <laughs> there is nothing I'm trying to do that's forcing this conversation or nothing. Like I literally wake up and I go, man, this is how I see it. This is what the business that I would work for, that I that this is what it looks like. This is the type of content that they put out. This is the type of music that, like Figmore was a, a, a band that I used for our last Inside a Boat episode 40 for a media day. Like Figmore and I was just on DMing with Ten Four Raj on Instagram because I've been following him for like almost 10 years in his music journey. And now he's in LA and they just dropped this album. And I was like, this is amazing. Can I use this for my vlog or something? And he was like, yeah, like I'd be pleased. And it's just, and so that synergy and that collaboration is just, that's just me. You know what I mean? So um, it's hard to, re- I can't, you can't replicate that. But I say like, do you, like do whatever is your thing like, and bring that to bring that juice to the company, bring that juice to your business. Like, and and just, we have so many ways to do that now and so many ways to show that. Um, I just, I, I, I'm excited for what comes as we move out of this in the 2022.
0: Me too. Look, one thing I want to, maybe we can switch context back to, um, you know, something we didn't get to cover last time. Um, as you're thinking about all these ways that you're communicating and, and bringing assets and services into the world, um, how do you think about um, scaling those when it comes to like a cost perspective? How do you look mm-hmm. at stuff and go, this is worth my time. This is worth my money. And where's the point that ends? And you're like, actually, I've got to dish this out or I got to you know think about a different solution.
1: Bro, we, we have yeah that that's one of the struggles that's one of the struggles that i, I know most uh, business owners that I, and I know you are familiar with is where do we spend the money where do we not spend the money because yeah we're still a small business we still are a, a you know scrappy little boutique real estate office um so for example i just gave the example of slack you know like we in order to do, we were talking, you're showing me workflows. And I was, I'm sitting there going, yeah, I want to go do this. I literally sat down the next day and spent about a half hour researching workflows and how can we use that in our business. And, um, and then I come up to the roadblock of, Oh, it's going to cost me X amount of dollars, you know, for an annual, uh, you know, for an annual subscription to Slack or whatever. And I'm like, okay, well, and then you have to justify the balance, the cost versus how much we use it, you know, like and I could not justify that cost based on how much we used it. But if it was something that that workflow did that was such a part, integral part of our agents business and how we operate, then I might be able to justify that. So there's the ROI conversation um, that I know that all businesses have when it comes to adopting tech or even uh, creating content or doing the marketing thing so yeah we constantly are up against that and um because windermere provides us with tools we have the microsoft office 365 it's and we have moxie we have a crm already we have some of this back-end stuff um and so i'm constantly saying okay well and and some you guys are independent so you're really more dependent on yourselves for that tech and we pay a franchise fee to to Windermere to have access to all of this tech and uh, education and all this stuff. So we as as business owners have to say, all right, are we utilizing this? Um, how much are we paying? And are we utilizing the actual tools that are there? Um, and you know, we have to always do that when we're looking at this new tech and stuff like that. But Slack and Trello are two that will not go away. Um, those are two that I love and, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to the day when we get bigger and I can justify that cost for Slack so that I can start building workflows until then. Zapier is going to have to be a, a, a tool that I use if we have a new, um, you know, process that we want to introduce or whatever. So, yeah, that's this, the cost benefit is just really hard um, when you're small and you're scaling but we're kind of at that stage where we've grown to the, to our top part. And it's like, okay, now what? And this is a, this is a a challenge that every business has. Um, we've been told like getting, you know, the second office is hard, but every office after that is, it's kind of like having a kids, you know, like your second kid is definitely hard, but I heard that your third kid, I'm not going to have a third kid, by the way, I'm done. But like, um, I heard the third kid is just kind of easy. It's like, they just, you just fall in line. So mm-hmm. yeah, we're at, that's where we're at in our scaling journey.
0: Um, all right. So I got, you know, maybe one place to go before we wrap this up where I want to leave it with kind of whatever you want to share, but I think that you see pretty far into the future and, and I want to get, <laughs> I want to get some ideas. I'm
1: on my first day out of quarantine and I'm just looking at tonight. Like I can't even see past my eyelids. right (laughs) thanks for that thanks for the compliment
0: though in everyday life fine but um when it comes to the experiences you want to consume and that you want to share with people i think you've got a really good handle on um the types of things that would be cool one of the conversations we mentioned uh last time was just this idea of like the apple music player and how it's kind of Mm -hmm. been the same thing and we were comparing that to real estate but like if you, and this doesn't have to be real estate specific, maybe this is just however, however this hits you, but uh, I'd be curious to see, and you kind of alluded, you had some ideas on your website and things like that, but like next generation sort of experiences, technology tools, interactions, experience, whatever it is, um, what are you kind of hoping for, or what do you see um, out there that's coming up that you're paying attention to, or other people should pay attention Hmm. to? Well, I, I, I've,
1: man, I, I, you know how I feel about the process, uh, the process. And I think Redfin is great. I think Redfin is addressing some pain points in the process and they're creating a seamless, uh, you know, they're creating this, this kind of conveyor belt, uh, version of the transaction, which works for some people. Um, I still feel like humans are uh, one human to that knows your, your little quirks and your situation is vital. Um, and so, you know, I still respect everybody's approach. And so, but I do feel like there's, at least we have the technology to have portals, you know, like each transaction should have a portal and we all have access to the same portal. Like, I don't know, I just felt like, how do we not have that, you know? So I don't know how it works. I don't know what that looks like. I'm not, that's above my pay grade. I don't know that stuff, but I do know that we have technology to create portals, uh, you know, where, Each agent, when we communicate, kind of like how we have a transaction. So we right now, the way it is, is like we have our own transaction portal, but that's not that. But the other brokerage might have their own transaction portal. Like, and so then it's kind of like, well, how do we not marry these two things and like all be on the same page? So then we don't have to over communicate via email and have a gazillion emails going back and forth like that. Because all we do when we get back on our phones is we have a Facebook post and then people comment on that. Like it's. It's two way it's communication throughout the whole thing and not one way and then one way and then one way and then one way. It's like, no, let's get into a portal and we all have access and I can see if you're in there and you can see if I'm in there. And, you know, like, how do we not? How are we not there yet? Um, so that's one thing. I also am paying attention to crypto and uh, DeFi, you know, Definancing, uh, Decentralized Financing. I think that it's going to be an option. It's going to be here. There's way too much money in crypto and you 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 start. Once you see it, you can't unsee it type thing. Um, and people might, I might be going way too far down the road. I'm not saying it's going to take over real estate or nothing like that, but I do think it's something to pay attention to just like I buyers was something to pay attention to. Like, it's not that it's going to take over such a big market share, but I think it's something that some people are going to be, it's going to be very, um, Going to be very attractive to some people, uh, some clients, and some people. So, I think decentralized with decentralized currency um, and storage of value, in, in, in terms of like Bitcoin and and now Ethereum, and is a, is another coin that's coming along that's actually backed by technology. Bitcoin is just a store of value, um, like gold or anything like that. But. Um, You know, Ethereum and these new ones that are coming coming out actually have technology behind them that we actually are going to use, like with smart contracts and all this other stuff. So, like, um, I, I think that that is going to be a a player in the game. Um, I don't know when, but it will happen because with decentralized currency, you have to have decentralized finance because there's so many people that have all this money over here in this decentralized world. And they're like, well, I want to buy a house. OK, well, who's going to find how do we how do we do a decentralized finance version of that? So that's coming. Uh, it's here. Actually, it's already here. It's just a matter of uh, people accepting it. And so that's where that's where we're at. And I think we're going to see a, a, you're going to see a lot of Bitcoin talk um, in the next in, for the rest of 2021.
0: Mm-hmm. I think those are all super relevant uh, to real estate. You know, um, you could see like the one to one. How are we going to pay for stuff? Conversation, but at the same time, I think about um, asset creation and empowering individual agents or companies and what are the different ways they'll monetize their services. When's there going to be a, you know, NFT enabled brokerage that's selling, you know, the digital houses with their sign in the great, you know, some of this stuff. There's going to be some fun places to play. Yeah. What I love about what you said was like, too, not getting so in the weeds and romantic about what does this mean for me? And all oh, the sky is falling. But just trying to, you know, trying to figure it out and, and see where those pieces apply.
1: That's all. It's not going to take over the world. Still face to face interaction to me is king. That will never change like relationships. I listened to oh, Last Chance You is so great. The last Last Chance U is great. And the coach said something that really stuck with me. He said um, policies without relationships is like a powder keg, you know, like if you have all of these rules or you said like rules without relationships are, is like a power kick. And as it's like, it's so money, like you can have all of these things, but if you don't have human connection as we've learned in 2020 um, and moving forward, even now, like if you, everyone's just, just wants that human connection, right? Like we're all just, that's, we're human. We're human. Like that's what, that's what we do. We're primal animals. So, um, Yeah, that's always going to be there. Like That's always to me going to be number one. Uh, You know, now is currency and paper money always going to be number one? I don't think so. (laughs) Like there are some things that, yeah, we just have to start like accepting. Like, yeah, having one dollar is just I don't know. It's not not going to be the thing Um, as we get into NFTs and royalties and from NFTs and all that other kind of stuff. I don't know what's going to come in that world, Mm -hmm. but what you're doing is enough. I guess. Uh, it's just how do you evolve in a way that is good for your business and you know makes it easy for you and the tools that you need to do that are out there. It's just which ones work for you.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, I think you'll see uh, these conversations continue um, from what I can see from last year, unless we all, you know, end up being completely overwhelmed by our changing world. I think I'll um, look forward to talking to Dave again here soon and expanding on even more of these topics because that seems like what we'll do. But um, Dave Jones and Ann Jones, Inman Person of the Year, last (laughs) year. What would you, you know, what do you want to close down with? What do you, you know, whether you want to wrap it up or you got something to say, how do you want to leave everybody from this talk?
1: Man, I just, I just appreciate everybody for ingratiating me into the real estate world. Uh, You know, like this is dope. I I enjoy it here. I think it's uh, a life changing for a lot of people. It's, it's an honor to be able to, well, the Inman Award was really dope. I mean, I haven't even been outside for that, you know, like in terms of just, I, I don't really think about it too much. And then people always, like you just saying that just reminded me, like, um, but I'm excited to use that platform to make this world a better place, uh, hopefully make real estate a better place and make my community a better place. And that's that's it. That's that's literally all I'm trying to do. Um, and so I hope everyone that's listening and brokers and owners understand that they have that power. They have that influence on their community. Everybody in this community is leaders. I don't think we understand the power in real estate that we really, truly have. I do because I was in education. So I saw what that looked like on that side. And now that I'm in it, I'm just like, man, we have so much influence and so much power in our communities and just use it for good. Use it for good. Mm hmm.
0: Well, I already see the outcomes of that vision and that mission from you already. So uh, like we said, I can't wait to see what's next for y'all. Um, my best and the family, all the Windermere agents. I watch your blog, so I feel like I know a lot of you already. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, um, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for uh, checking it out. And uh, hopefully you'll hear from us soon. Dave Jones, Windermere Abode. Check out all the platforms, website, socials, video, um, and we'll catch you next time.
1: Appreciate you.
0: See ya.